Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I want to tell you something, people. You know, I've, I've been watching my health. I'm getting really pissed off about these uh, Subway commercials because they always say it's so heart healthy. Well, now, someone who has a little bit of a heart problem, I know what heart healthy is. And what cracks me up about them is they sit there and they always push the $5 foot long. You'll hear five, $5 foot long. But then they say on the commercial, only six grams of fat, but that's a six inch sandwich. So they're lying to you. And then the sodium that is awful. So don't go to Subway. I mean, if you're going to get a good sub, go to like a mom and pop place and get some good food. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we have a great show today. This gentleman, uh, my guest today, it's so funny, a while ago, the lovely Joanne had Solomon Conan, and he was going to be playing at uh, Flappers. And then I happened to be a few weeks ago flipping around, and he's on Jimmy Fallon, and, and I love Jimmy Fallon. And um, Jimmy gave him a spectacular review. <laughs> I mean, you, he said, he's like, he, I mean, he did. you cannot ask for a better no, introduction. No, it was uh, surprising and, you know, the best. And I will love him now. I already loved him, but now love, you're like, I love you a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's Nate Bargatze. How you doing, Nate? Hey, what's up? No, it's funny because I was watching it and what I always do is if I see a guest, I always, you know, I send him an email or yeah. I send you a thing on Facebook yep. and you respond. I mean, sometimes people don't and I've always noticed and, you know, your career is on the upslide. I mean, if you look, you know, with every, I mean, with Esquire and the comments with, you know, from uh, Marin yeah, and Gaffigan, yeah. things are good. But what I've no, what I've noticed is that a lot of people who are doing well are the ones that are gladly will come on to a show like this. Oh, I mean, yeah. But it's the people who've done like. You well, know, you're doing better than I am. No, I have no. to go on this show. No, you don't. Yeah, no. you're <laughs> but, killing it. Yeah, but no, I'm saying. But but the thing is, I don't get. But it was. I, I'm glad you came on because yeah. you have a great story. I, I'm I'm excited. I, I read your bio. Okay. Yeah. And um, now you're from Tennessee. Yep. Now, a small. Where is Old Hickory? Old Hickory is right outside Nashville. It's not like uh, I just say Old Hickory is where I grew up, and uh, but it's uh, about twenty minutes outside Nashville. But it's like a suburb, you know, of Nashville. It's not like uh, I, I'm in like like a one light town. You okay. know, those are nearby, but like we're normal. You know, it was a normal, <laughs> or I don't know, but, you know, but it's not as backwooded as people I think would think. Well, that's where Andrew Jackson's from. Okay. That's why it's called Old Hickory. Okay. Now, the thing, and it's very interesting, your background, now, mm-hmm. your father was a former former clown. Former clown, yep. Now, did he was he one of the guys who went to like clown college and went with a circus, or was he just, he was self-trained? or Just an off-the-street clown. No, really? <laughs> yeah. No, just, uh, he he's a magician. He still is a magician now. So it was all through magic. So when he was a clown, it was just getting started out, and he would do, you know, he's just doing kids' shows. So it, he didn't do, like, the clown college or go to, like, a circus. He was never going to be a real, like, you know, like circus. Well, like That's sort of, that's, so that's a hard lifestyle, too, I've heard. I mean, they, they put them in, like, very small compartments. I mean, and that's, I know somebody oh, went to the a clown circus? college. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Just, I bet there's not a lot of respect, I would think. <laughs> like hacks. Uh, They're hacks. Just, oh, even in their own, even there. Like, you would think... You got to really have a dream, I guess, to yeah. want to be in the circus. I mean, it's it must they don't be. treat the animals good. Like I don't think anybody's getting. No, I think it's just like crazy. They like they play crap. Back in the old days, they played crappy towns. Yeah, yeah. You just pull in. You got to probably put the tents up right. yourself. <laughs> so, so, so he's a clown, but he was a magician first. Yeah, he's well, he's always been a magician. Still is a magician. Uh, now, but he says he in your thing bio. He's he's does he tour as a magician or he does now? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's uh, actually. Uh, you know, he's an unbelievable magician. He's ranked, uh, he got voted top 30 funniest magicians, uh, top 150 greatest sleight of hand magicians in the world. 
Uh, he's won every Magic Award. There's, the Magic community, okay. it's pretty interesting. It's uh, but it's all very self-contained because there's really only like what five famous magicians. Yeah, and then so there's a so the rest, but they're all like amongst themselves. So they have conventions that they all go to. They buy tricks and or they sell tricks and uh, people buy them. And so it's a huge like community. And my dad's very big in that community. Now, as a kid. I mean, because you said he was—he did comedy and magic, and he's yeah. a clown. Did they instill humor in you when you were like when you were little? Did you sit there and say, you know, because there's, there's a reason why you went to the road comedy? I don't yeah. know if you ever did magic. Did you ever try magic? Uh, never, never really. Okay. No, because uh, yeah, it's a lot of—it's a crazy amount of work. Okay, now was the household funny? Was you did you have grow up in a funny household? It uh, it was funny. Uh, you know, uh, my mom's very funny, and uh, my dad was funny. We would do stuff. It wasn't like uh, pranks, you know. I don't think we did, or like you walk in the door, you know, we're all hitting our head on the door, or right? Like you know, but it was, it was just. I guess it was funny. It was, it was all very normal to me. That's the one thing that's like weird. Or when I tell someone, like, because it's like my dad being a magician is like it wasn't anything different. I never thought of it different, even though I know it's different. But I never even kind of I thought of it being like something crazy because it was just what I grew up with. Right, because he know? worked. He worked his job. He, he worked. He yeah. provided, and yep. and that's like anything. I mean, you know, a lawyer has crazy hours. I know when a guy was an insurance guy. Oh yeah. He they have they they weird hours. I mean, I mean, mm. he probably performed a lot of nights. He, yeah, and what he did, and he would go travel a lot. But he I mean, he was a teacher. He had to work during the day. It wasn't like okay, and it was like full time magic. Okay. So he would do like a clown. He would he would come to my school as like my first memory in life. Is uh he brought the Easter Bunny home? That's my first memory. Is wait, he, wait, 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 was it was it a real bunny or was it someone in an Easter Bunny outfit? An Easter Bunny outfit. That's cool. Listen, guy, that's kids. Don't kids don't get it. No, they don't get that. They don't get that. I, mean, I was killing it at I mean, five. That's like when I was little. I was always like I was happy because the town I grew up in was right near Philadelphia. Yeah, and they had uh, Santa Claus would uh, drive around. And yeah. then he, but then also the Santa Claus would come to certain houses. Yeah. And uh, he would sit in there, and of course you're little, you know, you think it's Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. And it was just amazing. I mean, when you're a kid, you sit in Santa Claus is in your living room, even though it's, it's Christmas wild. Eve. Yeah. But you're like, well, what's the hell is he going to get back, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so that's cool. So, so you go, now, so now, did you, were you funny as a kid? Did you, or did you, did you ever think that you would end up being a comedian? Or what did you thrive to do when you were a younger kid? Not till, uh, I think, I mean, I, you know, I wanted to play basketball i wanted to you know be in the nba or something and and you know what's funny is like i had that i kept that dream like way longer than there were signs being like look you're probably not going to be in the nba and i was like i'll probably maybe like like i'm gonna one day just learn how to uh be fast and tall but none of it ever panned out so and there's so many signs but so i don't think i ever like committed to growing up i never had like a like a real job that i thought i would go do well, you know what's weird, and I've noticed this about a lot of comics, and I've noticed this about of um, good comics and bad comics. Not that I'm judging, but you're a good comic, else you wouldn't be on the no, show. Thanks. A lot of. Uh, were you a class clown? I was, but it was a quiet class clown. You know, that's what because I, I was the same. That's what a lot of people say. It was yeah. you, you didn't need to be like, hey, ha. Yeah, it wasn't. I got. I think I got uh, voted second funniest. Or I came in second place now, in the voting. Do you know what the other guy does now? Uh, his name's Chad Solcer. He's no, but he was very funny. Okay, he was, and he's a still a funny dude now. Like so, I can, but he was a lo- he was more animated than I was. 
So, uh, you know, I understand he, that he won. So. so you're going through, you know, you're, so you're in high school, mm-hmm. and I guess people, you probably get the same thing. People go, oh, you're funny, but you don't think, and you're in Tennessee, yeah. you know, I mean, there was a comedy scene in Nashville. And there was. Like that, but I'm sure it's not like when you, you know, like me being outside Philadelphia or someone being outside New York where there was just a, a bunch of uh, yeah. comedy, especially back then. But now, what, at what point, I mean, did you go to college? Uh, for a brief, I went to a community college okay. for a year. Got, I don't have a credit. Now, what, 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 you literally just, not one. I do it as a joke, but that's honest. Like, I have just, zero credit. What did you, did remedial you classes, all remedial. And you didn't get credits for them? Uh, no, it's like, remedial's like, they're surprised you've made it this far. But I didn't think you could get remedial in college. Oh, remedial, dude, they were, it was like reading, uh, like math. That's my, doing my job, like it's, a, but it, I feel like it's called math. Like they yeah. don't. Well, that's what's funny though, because you think once you get to college, you should be able to read. I mean, I think that's, oh, uh, they're just, they're really walking you through. They're really just trying to wait you out till you go, you know what? I'm going to go get a manual labor job. Were you, <laughs> that's were you, what were they you were smart. Were you a smart kid? Did you do good no, in school? I didn't do great, but I was, I mean, I was just, a very lazy kid like a very you know like just i can imagine like regular kids like you just who care you know i don't know i just don't i don't think i pay attention to unless it's something that you really i'm really into okay so so you go to community college for a year a year and you get no credits which is that's, that's the best ever yeah, I mean, I mean, that's like damn yeah I mean, you should be proud of that I mean, yeah that's a, that's yeah, a made, it, made right. it through yeah you, you're just like a division one college football yeah. player yeah you go yeah. for you know and you get no credits so okay you do that and then where does your life go from there? It goes. Uh, I moved. I actually went to. Uh, then I went to Western Kentucky University, a university for a semester, and I flunked out of that. But I was there for semester. Best time, you know. How did you get into a college when you had no credits? Because uh, you you just build up to like that made me be like a normal okay. senior in high school. <laughs> I've heard of Western. They have a good basketball team. Yeah, yeah, they do. And uh, so I went there for semester, and then I my flunked out, and that's when my parents were like, you know, you're not going to go to college. Like they they weren't going to pay anymore. To be like, there's no, you're not, you don't care right. about this. And uh, so then I uh, went and I worked at a, I had a weird job. I, my dad knew someone and I went and worked for this like drunk driving simulator. It's like a, this, it was this neon car and we would go to high schools and it would drive drunk. And the way it would drive, you'd, you'd like set up a little track and it would drive normal. And then you could type in like how much the person okay. weighs and how much they drink. And then the... The brakes would slow down or the steering would be delayed and it would be like here's your delayed response so you wouldn't be able to turn as quickly i think those things are fixed because i was in i live in burbank i yeah. was at a street fair like the thing they had in burbank and they had the drunk glasses oh yeah and i'm sitting there going you know what and i'll admit it i've been yeah. drank after 15 I, times i years ago i should never have drank oh yeah but i sat there and i was like you got to be joking me yeah. This is three beers. Yeah. I said no. This isn't three. I think you, they tint the glasses weird. They do. So did you did did you get make a message to the kids or did the kids were the they, kids? Like, well, they would. Do, I mean, every kid would get in there and like act like they can drive good drunk, and then you know, I mean, it's quite a, the steering's not gonna you know, it's like your response is delayed. So I don't know. Every kid would get in there, and but I was like twenties. I'm all, I'm almost as old as some of these kids. Like they're you know, some of them are 17, 18 years old. So uh, you would make like a little bit of a, I don't know, none of them care. It's a high school right. scene. Like who cares? They don't care. Yeah. Like When I went to high school, and it's so funny because I grew up in a very Jewish town. And people, the cops, if they pull, like my friend's dad was a lawyer. The cops pulled him over and saw the name. And this yeah. is back in like the early 80s. If a cop saw the last name, he'd be like, well, uh, no, we're not, it's not even worth just kidding. Yeah. 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 Now it's changed though. 
Yeah. But I think it's probably the same thing with Kentucky, because Kentucky seems pretty... Uh, Tennessee. I mean, why am I saying yeah. Kentucky? Now you threw me off. Western, because I said Western. So, okay, so now you do that, and so now at what point, I mean, what, at what point then, does this sit there, do you go, I want to do comedy? Do well, you, you know what's funny? I did, like, in, in high school, we would I would make jokes, because I was funny, and people would make jokes, I was going to Zany's. And I went, which is the comedy club in right. Nashville. So we would say, like, if someone was funny, he's like, oh, you should go to Zany's. Like, that, you should be a comedian, like that joke. And, like, it literally, in my senior year in high school, they wrote, like, where you want to be in 10 years. And I had playing in the NBA. I still had that dream. As a senior, and I, like, I could still, I didn't were play. You, were you even on the team? No, I played for my church. <laughs> the, like, it was like, I still, in my head, was like, well, something could turn. Like, they're going to come find <laughs> me have, in my I'm, church. I'm going to have growth spurt yeah. when I'm 18. Yeah. I'm just going to go, next thing, I'm going to be like Manute Bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just pops up. I'm like, this kid grew a, a good two feet in the senior year in high school. Uh, I had that, and I played in, and playing doing comedy at Zany's. Oh, so you, so, so I was, did. I wrote that, and I, but I think I wrote it. It's like half jokingly because that's what we would say. And then I guess there's a part of me that deep that you know wanted to do it. Uh, so I, I, you know, I did a regular job. The first time I ever felt I did kind of stand up, I had a party at my parents' house. They went out of town, so I had a party, and I had a girlfriend that I was in love with that uh, I, that broke up with me. And I was on my front porch, and like a bunch of people were like sitting around. And then I r- just went on like a long rant uh, for like 45 minutes about her breaking up with me. And I remember everybody was like dying laughing and stuff. It was like we we're not even thinking about it. Right. And I, th- I was like, man, I was like, that was like great. And so my buddy that I was with that night, we go to another party. He's like, why don't you do that thing you did the other night? And so I do it again at another party, and it bombs so hard yeah so it was like the first time like seeing like i'm trying to recreate something and then being like oh this doesn't you gotta were were you fans of any comics at the time did you follow live comedy at all did you watch it or were you just like eh? not like uh i mean i was like typically like seinfeld uh you know cosby sinbad big sinbad i think sinbad's unbelievable uh big sinbad fan and then uh you know, just like whatever huge guys there were. But you guys, you were just, you weren't like some people, you know, see now, they're like, oh, have you seen this guy? You know, like, so you were just sitting there going. Not till I moved to New York. When I moved to New York, I, uh, all my, everything changed. So after you go from the rant, killing it and then dying. Yeah. Which, which everyone dies oh, your second I bombed his dude's kitchen, his parents' <laughs> kitchen so hard. <laughs> <laughs> So it gets so. Oh. It's great. You can hear the keg pouring. Oh, they the just hell? had to walk out of there. It wasn't even my school either. I was at like oh, another like school. Sitting guy, like, like their party. Oh, they're like, look at this guy. <laughs> so you go to Z- well, what, when do you finally go to Zany's? Well, actually, and it seems I started in Chicago. Okay. I never did it in Nashville. I, I, I was working. I was reading like a you know a manual labor job. What you do with no credits. Uh, and uh, I'm just doing a job. My buddy, I had a buddy who wanted to do improv, and uh, so he wanted to move to Chicago. And I was like, all right, I'll go with you. And then I'll go to Chicago, do improv very briefly, and then take a stand-up class and then get into stand-up. So is that what you did? So that's what I did, yeah. I never actually did comedy in Nashville until after I started in Chicago. So you go to Chicago. Yep. And now how do you start uh, meeting people? Do you go to you, How do you find out this comedy class? Uh, I just, uh, I think I saw a flyer somewhere, you know, they're out everywhere. And, uh, and then be also being in, uh, improv, I took second city classes. Okay. So like being there and then, uh, you know, someone's like, oh, there's a stand-up class and, uh, it's this guy, uh, it's a com- comedy college, Jim Routh. He still teaches it now, but he, uh, I went there and did that. So it was like, uh. You know, it was, I think it was like people hate classes. Like people, you say like comedy classes are pointless. 
I'm not. They don't really teach you how to be funny, but they do put you with people that are starting with you. So yeah. that I think that's very, because I, I wouldn't have known what really what to do. You know, I'm in a new town. I mean, I don't know these people. You know, I took one out in Philadelphia. I took yeah. a learning annex, and it was taught by uh, Tracy Skeen okay. and Brian McKim. They still tour. Yeah, yeah and, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did it. And for me, I got out of college. I wanted to do comedy. My mom, I'm like, I, you don't, you don't know what you, how to do it. And but same thing. I started with a few people. Only maybe one of us ended up in the class. But we found out where to go because you have no exactly. idea. You, like, you have someone gonna, else with you, and you don't know where an act is. So they yeah. sit there and they go, and you can tell there's people in class that just aren't funny. There's yeah. people out here. 80% are just yeah. not funny. I don't know if anybody in my class is still doing it. What's that? If any, I'm, I'm friends with one guy. Isn't that weird? Yeah, because I have like one friend who does it on and off, but yeah. yeah, it's like, but, so you start doing that, so now does that get you up on your first comedy club? It does. Uh, it gets me, I, I hosted at, uh, Nashville, I mean, Nash, uh, the Zanies in Chicago, weirdly okay. enough. Uh, I hosted there, Jim David, comic uh, headline. Uh, I hosted New York, there. right? He's out of New York, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, you know, I, I met other, you meet other comics and stuff. That, that was everybody. I don't know if I mean, like you know, Pete Holmes and uh, T.J. Miller and right. Hannibal Burris, all those guys, Kumail, they were all there too. I started with all those guys. Okay. And uh, so then I moved to New York. What from made, there? What? How, well, how long were you in Chicago for? I was there for two years. Did comedy a year and a half. Now were you getting a lot of stage time? Not a ton, but I would go up like a couple times a week. I mean, I was still very like it was you know very nerve wracking and very like just nervous and like not wanting. I I remember every time I'd go to it, I wish like the place would burn down. Okay. Because then I could say I tried, right. but it burnt down. I used to hate when I would go to shows. I would sit there. In the very beginning, and then you'd start getting paid work. But yeah, like, whatever you have to do, like fifteen minutes set. Yeah, and you'd be you'd be going to the show, and you'd be worrying, is there going to be a crowd? And then yeah, in your mind, you'd be going, well, there's a crowd. Are they going to like me? And it was mine, right? I mean, it just yeah, yeah, tedious. So what what made you decide to go to New York? Did you say, you know what, I don't like Chicago, or I just think I can grow better as an actor in New York? What it was you? well, we knew like New York. You know, that was right when the comedian came out, the Seinfeld. Right. So we like see that. And then we you knew New York was the better place to go, but I never made any decision completely off like uh, not. I, I think I do now more. You know, like my move from New York to LA was like more planned, but like then it was kind of just like dumb. Like, all right, let's right. go do this. So you get and to New York. Have you ever been there before? Uh, once with that drunk driving simulator. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now you go. Now where do you move to? Uh, we moved to uh, um, Brooklyn. Okay. Williamsburg. Williamsburg slash, they called it Williamsburg. It really wasn't. Now, how do you attack the system there? Because it's it's completely different. There's so yep. many acts. And it's, they do, New York does have the best acts. Oh, it's the best. When, it uh, when it comes to straight up stand up, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a city. I mean, yeah. they, they hit it. So now, and there's tons of comics going on there. Now, you're a new yeah. guy. Do you really have any connections? Uh, uh, the only connection really is Pete Holmes, okay. who just moved from Chicago, and he was barking, handing out flyers uh, for a com for Boston Comedy Club. So uh, I went there, and he got me on there, and we used to stand out and just hand out flyers to the show. Boston Comedy Club. Boston st Comedy started by Barry Katz. Yep. Yep, not even there anymore. I was right. there till it end when it ended. Was he uh, there when you were there? Or did he already come out? There? No, he already came out because he had yeah, yeah. And he had Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was like Chappelle used to come out. I remember one time handing out flyers. Chappelle was on stage. He used to come by all the time, and uh, Chappelle was on stage. And we go to these people. We tell them like we're like, hey, it's free because there was like six people in the show before Chappelle comes in. But when Chappelle walks in, you could walk outside and go, Chappelle's on stage, and then there'd be two hundred. Right. So, but one, one these one people we told we were like Chappelle. Chappelle's on stage. You can go watch him for free. And they were like, we don't believe you. I was like, why would I 
lied to you. It's like it's not crazy. I'm at a comedy club. It's not like it's yeah, a it, crazy thing. It's not like it's I'm, a Macy's. Yeah. I'm not like Bill Gates is doing a message up there. Uh, so they go, no, we don't believe you. I was like, you can walk up and look in that window. If he's not on stage, you can leave. And they go, I'm not falling for it. And then they left. <laughs> and I was like, to those people, I still to go, well, how would you and, not go and check? It's, it's in New York. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's not, yeah. it's not like you're, oh, you're in, uh, you know, Wisconsin and yeah, yeah. At, at, at some the, weird yeah even like, Nashville anywhere besides New York and L A everyone like, knows he is from yeah and that's yeah. you see that I mean people expected I mean I was I did the ha ha one night and Sean Wayans walked in Damon Wayans walked in Tucker walked in Damon Wayans Jr. walked in yeah. and then, but and people when I told people that I go you, you know you never know and I mean that's the thing I mean and it's if it would have been free if these people had come, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're sitting there and you're you're now. Do you get up quickly at Boston, or does it take a little bit? I would get up every night because I would hand out the flyers. So that was if you gave it the flyers. Yeah, were they young, uh, early spots or late spots? No, I mean unbelievably late. Like okay. we would go, like that show would run four hours. It would just start at eight, just kind of be a rotate. And then the guys would like, you know, like Judah. This when Judah Friedlander, like his big credit was he was in the Dave Matthews Band. Right, he was the hug me guy. And, uh, like, he would come in and, like, Ben Bailey and, like, uh, a bunch of, like, guys, like, would just drop in and, like, get up. So you would be, oh, you know, you'd be like, all right, you're going next. But then it could end up being one, right. two, five more guys before you go up. So when do you start feeling like you make, you're making some progress in New York? Well, then, you know, it was like I was getting up every night. It was, like, overwhelming. Or it's, but it was oh, not overwhelming. It was terrific. But it was, like, it was like you're doing it. And that's when I started getting way into comedy. Okay. That's when I started finding out who guys were that you didn't know. You know, like, I, like Bill, I'm a big Bill Burr fan. What a great guy. And I saw, that's when I would see Bill Burr. I went to him and Patrice O'Neill. They taped uh, their HBO One Night Stand. They taped it together. And uh, so it's like you find out those guys. So you start finding out, like, you're like, oh, there's people that are like crazy good. Well, who are some of the other people you thought like that at that moment? Bill Burr, Patrice, uh, this guy Kurt Metzger. Oh yeah, uh, Kurt's, uh, Kurt's a Philly guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Big I, J, Big J Oakerson. I know it's Big J. No, Kurt, yeah. I just, the funny thing is my friend John Matta knows Kurt. John's a writer. Yeah. And I hit Kurt up on Facebook and I never called him. He gave me his number. But I don't think, is he ever out here? Uh, not he lives in New York. Right. He comes out here some, yeah. but so, yeah, very so random. Like, yeah, I love it, but it's it's singing. But so yeah, so people like that. So people like that. Brian Regan was the first guy I ever heard though that I thought I was like I didn't know how he was not the most famous person on I, earth. I've always said this about Brian Regan: how he has not had a sitcom. He's so funny. Yeah, he's clean. Yeah, he's animated. He's good looking. Yeah, he has. It's like that's what a sitcom. And I always sit to this day and I go, I mean, sure, he's making millions on the road. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sitting there going, why isn't there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And he's just so you started watching these guys. Now were you, yeah. were you watching them and just learning and just learning? Yeah, but, just seeing them and coming handle different situations, just soaking like it just soaks in. And I was doing it every night. I was there. For, I was lived in New York for eight years. Eight, eight, and I went up every night. For eight years. Okay. Now, you uh, start off at Boston, right? Start at Boston until it closed. Club. Okay. And then now, how long was it when you were there when it closed? I was there probably, uh, I want to say I got there in October of 2004. It, it was maybe like six, seven months. Okay. So that closed. And I think Catch a Rising Star was gone by then, right? That was gone. Okay. Yeah. So you had the strip? Uh, the strip, I'd actually never really, I played the strip, but I didn't get past there or like, you know, where you can play. Right. Uh, I played it a bunch until almost until I moved out here. Now, For some reason... Yeah, I just never went to, you know. Where did you, where did you start going to comedy cell? I, I would go, uh, well, then I would, then I went to New York and then the, it was the improv, New York improv. Okay. Now Broadway, but you know, uh, the improv. My buddy, this guy, Dustin Chafin, 
uh, is a, a very fun. He was a huge part of my helping me out in New York. Like I, always, I worked for him, kind of like I would go and he run. He ran shows. He's a comic, but he would help run shows and stuff. He ran help run Boston, and so I would like I kind of worked under him. Like would do stuff and you know help either book the show or run the show. So it's like I actually kind of even got to learn like how everything kind of works. So you learn, you know, you learn like know how to when to put people on, right? When to have a to have a better show, you know, it's like you can throw people here and this guy here and mixing these people up, and so uh, it was like that. So I was going to improv, and then uh, I got on CMT, country music television. Now, how did that happen? Did they come looking for a country guy in MySpace? You have an accent. You have a southern accent. Yes. So did they look for that? Were they looking for something like that? They were looking for younger guys, and I think I got a my I got a MySpace. And I forget how the guy, or someone gave me an email. You know what? It literally, I think, was Pete again. Okay. I think Pete gave me this guy's email because he heard from, because so, Pete was on, I think, just got on VH1 best week. Like, so he had maybe a manager at the time or something. And then he knew that CMT was looking for, like, you know, young comics. And so he gave me this guy's email or something, and I sent him a tape. And uh, they, uh, then they, you know, let me do it. So that was your first TV show. That was my first TV show. Were you excited? Were you nervous? Very excited. It was in Nashville. They taped it in Nashville. So at it was Zanies? like no, no, at a, a theater there. Okay. Like, but it was like an unbelievable, like you know, to, to go back to Nashville from a first TV thing was just like crazy. And so we go and uh, I do that. It's funny is when I went back to New York though, I was like I had a TV credit, so I'm like, all right, this should start picking stuff up. But guess who? New York does not. Like acknowledge CMT. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I might as well not have had a TV credit. But, they, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say like, <clears> they don't. Yeah, it's like no. Yeah, they were back like in whatever. A and E, like hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, but you get your credit, so you have to get some confidence. Now you're feeling good. Yeah. Now, had you ever had you ventured out the road at all, or were you just working the city? Uh, a little bit, but nothing crazy. It was okay. mainly in New York. I was still like, I remember after that TV credit, still like some places want me to hand out flyers. I'm like. You know, you're all just like I've been on television. Exactly. I mean, Does that that's not the thing. count. It's, yeah, it's like I can at least. Can I at least, I'm not saying I should get paid, but at least let me. Aspire. Don't make me not fly, hand out. So you so <clears throat> you go back after the TV credit. You're yeah. feeling good. You got you got to feel a little bummed out though when they sit there and you you know you don't get the you still have to hand out flyers. Yeah. Does it get, does it get you a little bit bitter or just it get gets a little, you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had plenty of nice bitterness. Okay, but uh, yeah, they, but right after that was like that was in like 2007 and 2008 was like a very uh, big year for me. Like I did uh, I did live at Gotham. I got Montreal New Faces, and I did my first Conan. Now, how did that all come about? Because you came back from the when you came back from T- CM, yeah. uh, CMT. What year was that? Uh, it was 2007. So you're still you're kicking it every night. You're yeah. hitting it. Now, yeah. what takes you from going from CMT and not getting into certain clubs? Yeah. What What was the transition? Was there a certain event? Was there a certain show that someone saw you and said, "We want you on Gotham"? Was Comedy Central looking for you, or how did that happen? It was well, you know, it's being in New York. That's to anybody that listen, like that people want to start comedy, and they ask you, like, I don't know if I should move. You absolutely should move. Right. So you could, you got like being in New York and LA. Not that you you can get stuff, but it's going to be much harder than when you're just around everybody because you meet all these, like you become friends with all the people that work at Comedy Central because you see them out about so much. But I did it was a contest. It was like an open mic fight, I think as they called it, it with Comedy Central. And they did it actually all over the country. It's their way of like, you know, I guess finding like the whoever the new talent is. So you all submit a video and then I made it into like uh whatever the semi round 
and then I got in the semi round. I didn't make it past that. I didn't, I didn't win it or nothing. But it was enough that they saw me. Comedy Central people like saw it, and then I got live at Gotham out of that. So they called. Did you, did you have to audition again for for Gotham or? No, uh, I think I got it out of that. Then you would send them your set. You know, you had to show them your set again. So you do that. So now now you're getting you're getting credits. So. Now I got that. Yeah. Okay. And so now when do you find out? Because Montreal can change. You know your career. When yeah, did, it could have um, a while ago. But you got it. But you went to Montreal. They they yeah. went, they who were some of the other new faces? New faces. Do? Uh, do you remember Angela Johnson, uh, Sean Patton, Jeff Dye, Brendan Walsh. Okay. Uh, Chelsea Peretti. All right. So uh, Liza Schlesinger. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you get that, and then what happens after that? Did you have Nothing. a good set? But no, I had a great set. I had it. <clears throat> had the best time in Montreal. I had a great set, but it just wasn't like. So Montreal's not like I didn't feel it's not like it was in like the eighties or nineties or something or I don't know. They're not they're not Whatever. giving out development. Oh man, anymore. where they just handed out stuff. No. So uh it was you know, I had a great set, but nothing like I I I Conan maybe I had some general meetings, like, you know, whatever, but nothing uh too crazy came out of it. But I think like Conan might have come out of it. But uh it was nothing like too like, you know, it just wasn't I don't know. It wasn't one of you, th- but, it, but it was the best. I had such a good time. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's changed, too. It's like, uh, well, comedian, Orny Adams was on yeah. the show, and he said back then, Montreal was it was different. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of guys who have been older, you know, like the Jordan Brady's, people like that, who have actually got out of comedy than directing now. Yeah. But they were the type of people, the Randy Kagans, people like that, that they would sit there and they would go, and they had a certain look, and they would just write him a check and go, here, development deal, move yeah. to LA. Yeah. That was the way it used to yeah. be. But there's not a lot of TV like no. that anymore. So you now, how did Conan come up? Just you Conan was an uh, audition. It was right before he left, kind of. Okay. Uh, it was in New, when he was in New York, and uh, I'd set up an audition, uh, and you know, just did it. And then I got a call. Did it within the next week of doing the audition, and then they. I remember uh, I did it in September of 2008, and then uh, I think February of 09, they were doing another audition, and I I told my managers at the time. Uh, I was like, I want to do it again. They were like, no, it's too soon. They won't see you. And I was like, they would see me. That doesn't make sense. So I just called the club that was holding the audition. <clears throat> and, I, and then they emailed uh, the Conan the bookers. They're like, Nate wants to audition again. They're like, yeah, we would love to see him again. And so I go into it. I would even, wasn't even going to tell my managers, but my managers end up finding out. Right. Uh, but I go and do it again. And uh, I find out that uh, I, you know, then I get it again. So it's like I did in September to like February. Both in New York. Both in New York. Okay. I was almost the last comic. Seinfeld was the last I think to perform. And now what year is this? 2009. Okay. So now you're getting in now. You're still not going on the road though, are you? I've n- not like <clears throat> featuring. You know, I started opening for Angela Johnson. Okay. If uh, I don't know if anybody knows it, but like is that the nail girl, Bon Quiqui in the nail. Yeah. Okay. So, because uh, I opened for her, she asked me over after New Faces, which it was weird because I was like, all right, but I thought we were all New Faces. Right. So I'm like, well, why, why, how can you headline? Then yeah. I go in to Houston and she sells out eight shows at the improv. And I was, was like, that, was that video? There's yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're way different then. So now, did you, did you, appreciate, did you like the row when you went out on it in the beginning at all? Yeah, but I, when, when I go out with her, it's a different, it's like it's a, you know, you're treated right. pretty great because it's, uh, you know, they're going to treat her really great. But uh, I yeah I liked it like you know I'd go out uh, here and there headline a little bit like bear you know I, I really couldn't do I did a couple cruises and they were help dude the first time I did one you have to have thirty minutes clean and thirty minutes dirty right and uh, <clears throat> I barely had an hour's worth of material let alone two different like openers and two different right. closers so I just go I had to wear a suit 
and it was like uh, I'd wear my uncle's suit and it didn't even fit me right. And I remember the first night we do the show, we follow this dancing thing for like two hours. And then it's me and there's a guy uh, on a unicycle juggling. He's like practicing <laughs> juggling backstage. And the lady goes, all right, who wants to go first? And the guy, as he's juggling, goes, he can't follow me. He go first. <laughs> and then I could, but he was right. I couldn't have followed anything because I just went out and just bombed. That's funny. Yeah. And then the thing that stinks about that is when you're in a cruise, if you bomb, everyone sees you like, oh, man. look at that you guy. You just walk around and you're like, yeah. here's he, this That's dude. the guy. He, he's supposed to be a comedian. Yeah. I'm funnier. Yeah. I have my, you look at me in the yeah. Lido deck. I'm going to be telling yeah. <laughs> so you. So, but you got to Conan twice. Yeah. So... Your career is going now. You now. What are your plans? Why did you? When did you decide to come to LA? And why did you decide to come to LA instead of staying in New York? Did you want to branch away from just being a comic, or why did? I mean, not. I mean, you're a comedian yeah. now, but did you want to try to get into more to the acting and come to LA, or what made you come to LA? I felt uh, I was in New York for eight years. I kind of did a lot of stuff there. I was passed at every club. I played every club, every big show. Like you know what? So uh, I don't feel like there's a crazy ton of industry out in new york it's like right you know it's like it's a great place to like people always say you go to new york to get good move to la to get famous so like uh moving to la was just like i've been in new york for a while and it was just a change of pay it was like you know what i want to change it up and uh you know come out here and just try to get some you know whatever i want to do stand up the rest of my life but uh i understand that you also might have to have a tv show like right you sometimes you have to have other stuff to make you famous so then you could people can come see you do stand up now had you been to la before yeah a few times like okay. you know i've you know doing like random stuff you know i think i did a conan before i came out of here okay i was out here now so you you sat there and then you just decided to move now did you did you know guys out here did you know people out yeah. here or okay i knew uh my I, my managers now were out here uh so and then I knew other like you know um, Rory like we said earlier like a lot of the guys you end up knowing you know what's funny about Rory he had to postpone the first time he came on by like yeah. one day yeah. because he had an audition for like three pilots then I see he booked he gets, with the guy yeah, picked up though yeah, yeah. that sounds like it's so cool he's doing it now like that's I don't know I'm going to go meet him after and he was like he's they're writing the show that's fine no because like, I was like cool because he was we were talking about that yeah, about yeah. the auditions I said it's just you never know so you you move out here yeah now what's your course of action. Uh, my course of action now is uh, just to do, I don't know, it's like you get up and... Uh, no, I mean when you first moved out. Oh, what it was? You know what? It was a nice break because I didn't go up as much because, you know, the state champ is not as much. But I was getting very burnt out in New York because I was doing uh, two spots a night at this point for the past, like, four years. At least two spots a night. And the weekends you could do, the most I did was seven. Okay. But, like, so... I think I was just getting like it was like it was a lot like you just end up getting very tired and when I would go on the road I just didn't look forward to it so the whole main goal is like I wanted to go on the road a lot so when I moved out here it was like all right I want to go on the road and I want to work on an hour so I don't really need to be in New York for that so I'll come out here for this and then hopefully get auditions did you uh, did you feel confident in your act that you could, that you could do a strong hour were you were you confident yeah. because I mean the funny thing is like in New York you're just grinding it all the time and that's what I noticed out here like the stage time out New York the stage time or anywhere back east the stage time is much more quality yeah. and you sit there and you're constantly working on it here I, I, look, I think a lot of, like I see younger comics a lot of them like they just want to do like oh I'm just going to do this different act this night and this different act this night it's like no you have to develop that strong act because once you just wrong, develop a strong 8 to 10 minutes yeah. you can intersparse that you can go okay I know this is going to kill I know this is going to so yeah. to go to 30 it doesn't have to be boom 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 yeah. so did you feel confident doing an hour and were you just thinking some crowds wouldn't get you or I mean what, what would you say your your target market let's say the people that come to see you you now that you you know you have the big album yeah. and a lot of things what is what is your demographic of people who come to see you 
Uh, I mean, I, you know, uh, I would say, I don't know. I mean, it's, a lot of times it's like younger married people, like, is having like marriage jokes and have a kid. So now there's some of these kids jokes. Well, so maybe like some parents, but you, hopefully it's like younger you people that are newly married and stuff like that, you know. Now, how long, how long have you been married? Uh, seven years. Okay, now, so you met her in New York? No, Nashville. We met at Applebee's. My whole life goes through Applebee's. Uh, we met at Applebee's and, uh, before I ever started comedy, when I was 21. Okay. So she's been there the whole, like, through it all. And that's just wild. So, so you met her in Applebee's, and then how did you yep. guys get back in touch? We, uh, we, stayed, we basically stayed together a long distance uh, for about four years when I moved to Chicago, then New York. And then we got married, and then she moved to New York and was there for, I guess, four years. And then now we've been out here. It must be crazy with her parents, because probably going, oh, well, this guy's got to get a real job. You oh, know, yeah. And now, now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, or... Uh, or son-in-laws on TV. Yeah, they yeah. must be going no, crazy yeah. like that. They do bring that. I still think they. Her parents are older, like uh, so. But I still think we. I, I was just talking about. It, like I think they're like. I've, they've said more. I've heard them say not multiple times, but weird like times. They're like, well, someone's got to work. Like and they're talking about her and like. <laughs> and you know what? And, and like she uh, makes. She's always made more money than me. And like it's just now starting to like make money. So it's like it is now. I'm like, wow, I've been doing. But she's okay supported now. you. Though. I mean, not not supported. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, moral, not physically, uh, financially. Oh, financially, morally, she did. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but morally support too, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so you come out here now. Is she excited to move out here, or she is? She uh, she was not a huge fan of New York. She did like it. She loved the people she worked with. She worked like the job there, but uh, she loves it out here. I think you know. I think she likes it here more than New York. So it was a nice adjustment. So when you move out here, you guys move out, and you're just you're deciding to go on the road a lot. Yeah. You no. Know, so now you tell your managers, I want to go out on the road a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I told them, yeah, I want a tour. Like, cause it's, if I want to do, I have the CD, and I'm looking to maybe do like an, an hour special maybe next year. Hopefully, if someone will let me do it. But like, the idea would be to do one maybe next year. So I was like, I need to go out on the road to get that material. How did you, did you, how did you like it when you, cause now you're married now, you know, how, yeah. old your, how old is your baby? Uh, a year. Okay, so, but, so you went before, you started yeah. on the road before then. Did you like, I mean, you're so used to the grind in New York and yeah. two sets and you know the same thing but bottom line is still you get to come home and yeah. you know, now I'm sure your wife didn't go on the road with you no no so you're not you're used to having her around all the time yeah what was it like when you first went on the road were you just like I mean did you just like but now it? like here yeah like now uh it's nice. I did. I did like it. Uh, for when I first went out, I right when I moved here, we did. Uh, I did a like a USO tour, and it was like ten days. Well, you've been five of them, right? I've done like seven now. Okay. I think I've like I've done. Uh, I've been to Iraq five times, and then uh, Kuwait. Now, what is that like? I know. Do you know about Graham Elwood? Yes, well, I know he, that he is. A, he yeah. said he was. Uh, he did one, and he said he filmed filmed it, and he said he almost had a breakdown. Yeah. in the very beginning, because you just. In the middle, no. I mean, it's crazy. You're in the middle of nowhere. What was that like? I mean, because I've heard one thing. I've heard though. I've heard the crowds are so, so appreciative. I mean, yeah, the, the, oh, the soldiers love it because you, you coming up. Did you go during wartime? Yeah. Okay. It's like uh, I, I would say it's like a thank you tour. It's like a lot of like, hey, thank you guys for coming, and we're like, no, thank you guys for being here. Right. Like, so it's just back and forth that, and uh, the crowds are terrific and they're very nice. The only ones that like I went to Bahrain. Uh, in 2000, when I think it was like seven, and that was like the only one they could drink there. So those shows, because the only shows that were like could maybe get a little rowdy, right? They, but you know, they were either 
just coming from Iraq because they can't drink in Iraq. So they were either just coming or about to go. So they either haven't drank in a year or about to not drink for a year. So it's like those were they were they they were not bad, but they were the only ones that like they could get a little drunk and rowdy, and it was fun. Did anything ever? Did you see any act, like not action? But anything? Did you ever get scared at all? Yeah, uh, that we shot a missile, uh, we shot a rocket or something at someone once when we were there, and like I guess they got fired on. And the we we got fired on something and we shot one back. So that was the first thing we had to run in the like a. Now does that just scare you? I mean, here's is you're coming, you're going to perform. Oh, no, it comes out of sudden, nowhere. You're going. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. This isn't. This isn't a movie. Yeah. This is this shit. I might die. I mean, did did it freak you out a little bit? It uh, it is. It's it's weird. It's weird to like lay in bed and like you know like if someone shoots something, it's like it's uh you know it's like. The lottery, if it hits you, like you right, don't exactly, you know, it's and like, you're hearing it might this hit stuff. you, it might not hit you. So, uh, but it, there was, I never, so you feel very safe, okay. And uh, you know, nothing's ever happened to any, like you know, knock on wood, that it stays that way. But like, you know, it's like you just hope that, uh, you know, you just walk around. I guess you just hope it doesn't, you know, that, that's what they get. It's weird. You got to get used to the fact, and that's what you realize those guys do, is that when the soldiers are walking around. They're just like you're like I hope nothing happens right. today. Now, what made you decide to go back so many times? I mean, a lot of times people do one or two tours. And yeah. They, uh, they have, I mean, you've done seven recently. Yeah. So I mean, and and did your wife sit there and go, I don't like you to do this tour? I mean, what I mean, what made you decide to go back? Uh, it's just uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm I'm a big supporter of those guys, and I mean, I obviously everybody is, uh, or most I don't know, but uh, I, there's part of me that wishes I would have joined the army. Okay. Like especially like if I, I think if I could have gone back now I would have maybe joined the army. just because I realized I wasn't doing anything, you know the whole time I could have gone like, right I was just like failing whatever else I was doing so there's part of that wishes I would have joined so it's like I think I kind of like inside of me wants to go over there and like at least do something or paybacks you know for whatever for not joining will you go back again to now that you have a child. I was going to. I was going to go to Afghanistan uh, in August, but uh, they had to move it because they didn't realize they put it, it's Ramadan, like when we were going to go, and it, that's like, you know, it could be bad news over there. Right. So they're like, we can't bring comics over during that time. And I, so Afghanistan is the one, that's the only reason I don't want to go much anymore because now I have a kid. Right. Just because it's the 10 days, it's a long, or 12 days, it's just too long to be gone. So in a row, you know, and, uh, but I would Afghanistan's the one place I didn't get to go and I really want to go see Afghanistan so uh, I would have went it didn't work out so may, if that pops up again and it can work out I will try to go back to Afghanistan now yeah, when was your Comedy Central special? 2011 okay and that was uh, how did that come about? because you're out here then right? yeah no 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 okay. I, I didn't move out here until November this past oh, November oh okay. okay I misunderstood okay yeah so uh, I was in I was in New York and like uh, I, I submitted one year and didn't get it and then the next year uh, you know you're just around like you you. it's like a class me and Chelsea Peretti taped ours the same night I love like that stuff like it's the class like you kind of do stuff with people constantly you're trying to grow up you know right. you just hit all the big things together Chelsea's balloon right by me now but we at least the little stuff was like you know or not little but uh you do a half hour you, you tape it i'd taped a feature set with angela when i would open for her 30 minute set tape it submit it to comedy central i think they came in and watched me to one night at caroline's and uh then you know they get the call and just say all right we want you to do it so when you're out after that and then said you've done the conans how did the fallon come up because i mean and now it's just uh well first of all 
you did Conan out here. Yeah. Now, when you first came out, I and mean, you've been at Flappers a few mm-hmm. times, and I guess it was the weekend you're going to be there, and Conan knew you. I mean, he'd yeah. already been on Conan a few yeah. times. Had you ever met the Fallon people, or did you know the Fallon people? I, I'm Fallon. It was him. Uh, I randomly, I was at this uh, comedy club in New York called The Stand. It's, yeah, uh, my friend uh, Joe Matteris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and Joe went to high school Okay. Together. Oh, yeah, Joe's great. Yeah. Uh, I did his podcast. like the Fixing Joe. Yeah, Fixing Joe. I, I, me and him, I, he took over my apartment when me and my ex-wife moved out and I got out of business. Yeah. We moved out from... Nutley, New Jersey, and ten minutes outside New York. Okay. Joe took my apartment over. And that oh, was wow. years ago. I think I was two year, two or three years older than him in high yeah. school. Oh wow! Somebody said the stand. Yeah. So where I was at the stand, and uh, we're I, I was doing. I used to do a podcast for the uh, some buddies, and we recorded our last one that day. We, we were we're done doing it, and uh, so we're downstairs hanging out, and I'm on the show that night, and then uh, Fallon walks in. And it's before the show started, and we're like, you know, we're like downstairs, like on the microphone, just making fun of each other before the show starts, goofing off. And then he walks in, and we're like, oh hey. And then uh, I sit down with him, we start talking for like 20 minutes, and he just heard about the club, he wanted to check it out. So uh, and he stays and watches uh, the show. Uh, watched up to me, I, I was like fourth, and then I went on, and he left after me, and I didn't hear anything afterwards. Like we, you know, I talked to him before, and he was like a great dude, and but I didn't hear anything, didn't think anything right. about it. And then six months later, when I moved out here, uh, I just got an offer to do Fallon. And uh, I was like, and it came from him. Now, did they fly you back? Yeah. And so you go back. Now, did you ever think that he was going to give you, I mean, it was it was an amazing, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was one of those intros. I mean, it was sitting there for Jimmy Fallon, who's respected and who was a yeah. comic. And people, you know, he's a hip guy, yeah. SNL alum. And for him to sit there and say this is one of my I mean he it's not like he just said you know okay let's hear it for this next guy yeah. Nate Bargatze no let's just you know he said this and he, but it was it was like a minute and a half intro I mean it was like it yeah. was I mean did, now do you hear that before you get on or because well, you're yeah. in the back did you hear him saying that and then did that up the pressure a little bit on you yes yeah, it did you're uh, going, he just said I'm great I told him afterwards I go you start building it up I was like, I was worried that I was going to go well, go on, and then the audience is like, well, when's this Nate guy going up? Like, because <laughs> it was built up so much. But uh, yeah, we well, yeah we're backstage watching it with my managers and like you know your agents like end up coming there. It all feels very Hollywood, <laughs> like, right? But uh, they're back there and they I mean they couldn't believe it. Like they were like, I you know my he, he pushed my album up to it was number it got up to number four okay. on iTunes and. Uh, I mean, you know, it just and it stayed there. Like when when I first released my album, it got to four. When did you first release it? September of last year. Now, where did you record your album at? Uh, Cincinnati. It was through a special thing, records, and uh, I did it in Go Bananas in Cincinnati. Okay, now you did a forty-five minute set, is it or? It's like fifty-three. Okay, so now now. The, the title got yelled out by a clown. Yelled out by now, a clown. Do you do a, stuff about your father in your act? I do. I say I say that line. Okay. I said like, because uh, I, I, I guess hey, grew up with a clown. Kind of, have you ever been yelled at by a clown? You know, yelled at by a guy with a, a smile painted on his face. Right. So now, now when you did when you did the album when you recorded it, yeah. Was it one set you did it, or did you have to? Did they? Did they? What? How old is the process? Because I mean, I always see out here on Facebook people going. Yeah. 
oh, I'm recording my album, but there are these comics who like there's no cover on it. It's like they it's like an eight minute no, thing. Dude, they don't have, yeah. But for, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, they yeah. sit down like you can't record your album at Genghis Cohen. You know, it doesn't yeah, yeah. work. You know, but for you now, you're you, I guess you're do you take a few nights of shows and do people edit it or how does that work? They can they do that. They record the whole weekend and for the option of doing that. But with especially wants to do one straight. So the one I did is it's like I think it's the Saturday. I think it's a Saturday early show. Now, inside your mind, did you ever feel the pressure? Like, okay, really, gonna get, I got to have great sets here. I mean, just because the people were out recording it. I mean, because that's like when I used to video myself years ago, I would always worry because I'm like, what if I do a crappy set? You yeah. Know? And when, so, but of course, when you're not, when you don't set the video camera, it's yeah. when you have the best set ever. Were you sub? Was, yeah. was it? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not, exactly it, that. You don't yeah. expect it, and then you're like, and you're like, why didn't I tape that? It's the hardest thing to get a tape. Yeah, I just want to. So, but and an album though. I mean, you're, I mean, it's not like a 20 minute set. It's an album. Yeah. So, were you at subconscious? Like, if you were doing your act and then you. Had him, had him, had him, had him. You know, you can lose him for a yeah, few yeah. seconds. Did you sit there and be like, inside your head going, crap, I have to get him back. I have to get these people back because I want to get this album. It was, uh, I think we had, we had a good, Thursday was light. But Friday we actually had a good set. Like, But we had enough that it was like, it was good enough. Okay. So like they, they were like nice enough to like, or he was like good about saying, he goes, look, if, if anything, we can make an album. So now just have fun. Okay. So like by the time Saturday hits, it's like we're good. But you do you got to make sure because it's like you know I'm not not a draw like I'm not going to sell out the place. Right. Like from people they're dying to see me. So you got to you're on the whim of like the club. That's why you have to choose the club carefully to kind of be like you got to go to a club that you know is going to be good and that you know their their reputation is that they're good. But there's a lot of stuff because you get checks dropped. You know like I don't think people like checks will. Uh, like everybody pays the bill, right? So that gets dropped on the headliner. So, but like you can feel the energy drop when like because people are paying attention, and then they get a bill, and then everybody kind of stops paying attention. So I had to know. Like I try to ask them because I had a, I have a one story in my CD that's like five minutes long, and I need people to pay attention during it. You know, so I was like, just let me know when the checks are, right? And I'm gonna do that before. I just, you know, I was like, I'm gonna make sure I do it before you drop checks, because I, because if I, if you drop checks during that story, yeah, that's the, the story's thing. That, done. That's what you can tell a great headliner when they just hold. I mean, that, it, the checks is a big thing. I mean, oh it's yeah, like you, you gotta could, just, you know. So you set it up. So then you had a good set. So now, yeah. now, what happens then when they do the album? Do they sit there and they go, okay, we're gonna put a master of it, or, or how does you know, like how does the album art cover? Are you all, are you involved in that, or does your management take that, or does the record company take that? It was uh, it was all it was me. I uh, decided to do it. Uh, guy Scott uh, Moran, who uh, did Rory's, we talked to him earlier. He did his album. Scott Moran does he does uh, the comedians. Uh, it's a thing on uh, the modern day comedian. Uh, but he 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 did the album. He's like terrific. He's a comic, but he's also great at the, uh, like doing artwork. Okay. So, but my picture was a picture from me and my dad, the one that Fallon held up. Uh, it's uh, me and my dad and my dad was a clown and then it was me in my bed and it was just us like taking a picture together from like 1984 so you figured that would be the picture for the album that would yeah yeah and I think I'm gonna do those pictures I have more well that's be perfect like, so yeah. now it's like every like you're like I'm gonna do just some weird picture of my dad being a magician how do you come up with a track name because like because like, you know you think it's a, it's not yeah. like a song it's like a bit and, and you, you said you like you when your five minute bit yeah. what's that bit titled Vancouver okay and it's because I went to Vancouver yeah I was going to Vancouver it's you just write down whatever like I have a Walmart joke or a okay. Kmart joke or like you know like a, a clown how oh, I clown for my dad to, you know when he's a clown or I have a honking you know well now how okay now I'm, and and you feel because and give your website. 
Oh, NateBargetzi.com. I You can go to IamNate.com. I am Nate? Easy. I am Nate. Okay, because I'm at the other one, Nate Bargetzi. Yeah. For some reason. It, it'll go to, no. Uh, and if you I'll, type in I am Nate, it goes to Nate Bargetzi. Well, it comes up on the top, and it goes Nate's. And yeah, I, just, uh, someone just told me about that. I just noticed it, because I'm sitting there going, wait, I'm like, it's, wait, I'm sure his name's Nate. I don't know how that. Who's <laughs> Nate? It doesn't make, there's, I don't, I don't know, I don't yeah. know, I don't know no Nate's. Nate's. Okay, so yeah. So you go to those, and people, and you can, you can get the album on there. Yep. And there's photos, and even there's past episodes of your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. You can go try to find that podcast. Yeah, that's actually right here though. There's some yeah. access, that's that podcast used to click on that page and went to some Chinese website. Okay, for that's funny. Well, you you have a good bio here. And now, how did the Esquire and the Rolling Stone came up? How did then did someone tell you that, or how did that become? Did someone say, "Hey, man, you heard Mark Maron said this," or Gaffigan? Yeah. How did did you, have did you know those guys? Uh, I do now. Okay. Uh, Maron saw me at a festival in uh, Michigan. Uh, a Grand Rap, uh, the Gilda's Laugh Festival, and it was an awesome time. We did a like we would do a contest. It was like the best contest I've ever been a part of because everybody was like legit. It was like Moshe Kasher, Nikki Glaser, like it was all these people that had like everybody had presents. So Chad Daniels, he won it, and he was like, you win like ten grand. But it was very like rela- you didn't feel like competitive because everybody was so good that you're right. like whatever. It's like I, you, the worst is when someone's bad, and then you're like, I, don't, I can't lose to that dude. Like here it was yeah. like I could lose to all these people and. And you don't have to bring people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, just go and see. Just go and do yeah. it. So Marin saw me there and tweeted about me that I was one of his f- favorite comics. I've, I've gotten very lucky with like comics being nice to me. Who Marin else? Fallon. Okay. Now, Gaffigan. Now, now the, 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 the uh, Marin, now the, did you start seeing, after he tweeted about you, did you start getting more Twitter followers? I got 500 Twitter followers immediately. Uh, when I got off, he did it when I was on stage, and I got off stage and my phone was blowing up. Okay. And I didn't know what from what. I'm a big Vanderbilt fan, which is a college in Nashville. Right. Uh, they just lost to uh, Wisconsin in the basketball game, and in my head, I think like, man, are people like making fun of Vanderbilt at me? <laughs> That's because I was like, I didn't understand what was going right. on. And then I looked at it, and then I got to the bot, and then I realized that Marin just tweeted that. Now, how did that end up being? That did that actually end up in Rolling Stone? He did uh, another thing in Rolling Stone, uh, saying top five comics who should be big, and uh, he mentioned me, like Ryan Singer, Jackie, uh, uh, Cation, okay. and then uh, if, if it's someone else, like. But he mentioned us there, and then I found out about that because a guy texted me and said, "Hey, you're in Rolling Stone," and. Uh, I didn't know, you know, and then I found it. Did you go buy it? I tried to, you know what's funny? It was uh, it was for the subscribers. It's like a, s- a special summer okay, issue. Okay. I went and bought one and looked, and it wasn't in there. And I'm like, is this a joke on me? Like, is <laughs> yeah. this? Someone's like, saying, yeah. oh, yeah, you're Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, oh, Mr. Hell. Big, you're Rolling Stone, <laughs> loser. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, okay, so then how about the, how did, how did Gaffigan get to know you? That Gaffigan would see me at uh, some clubs in New York. Okay. And he would, uh, he just pops in, and I would always kind of be around. And then he would, he one night he came in and sat and watched. And, uh, you know, it went good from there. It's funny. It's like when you're a comic and you see a big comic come in, someone, a comic bigger than you, you can ch- I'll change my set on the spot for them. Cause, like, so you, you think they'll like it. Yeah, yeah. You could be doing one joke, and then you see a Gaffigan walk in, and then you're like, well, now I'm going to do this joke that I feel is smarter or something, right. whatever. You know, and then so, uh, but he walked in. And then was very nice to me, and that was a very random. I, d- I had no idea. I didn't realize that was Gaffigan saying that. It was like because they whatever Esquire did, they they asked like all these comics like who to mention someone. And I think Gaffigan mentioned me and Kyle Kinane. 
That's funny because I'm trying to think what es- what Esquire is because I get Esquire, but I, I, I'm one of those people that I end up getting like seven different magazines because yeah. they're like eight bucks a subscription. Yeah, yeah. So like upstairs in my bathroom, I have like a stack this high. Yeah, yeah. And then all over. next to it, I mean, I had a Super Bowl party. I was going to give people old magazines. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're Esquire, Playboy, Which I would even Journal. like as a gift. I'll be honest. Like if you hand me that, I'd be like, oh, that's nice. Well, no, Super Bowl. I just yeah, said yeah. as a joke. I, I, wanted yeah. to, I, just, I didn't want to carry him down the steps. No, yeah. <laughs> like, take him, you know. Yeah. But uh, so now did... did uh, did you get any pull from that? Did you get more Twitter followers or anything from that? Uh, I don't know if I got like a ton of Twitter followers, but like uh, it was just like it's a I don't know it's like a respect you know I don't feel it's like I've had like, a ton of industry like like uh, the cool industry like people like industry wise loving on someone, uh, but I've I've been very fortunate to have like. Uh, Comedians. Well, that's like Rory. I, I know I Paul F. Tompkins had yeah. said a very good thing about him, and I knew Paul. I've known yeah. Paul for twenty five years, and that's like cool because they're they're respectable acts, and sometimes yeah. it's more than the. Uh, it means more than just the hot. Okay, so we have about four minutes left. Okay, uh, where where do you go from here? What's up? What what, what, what path do you want to take? Uh, my path is uh, I, I would for, I love to is uh, be like a sitcom like a Seinfeld Ray Romano are you auditioning like a, and stuff you getting out uh, there no not a ton but I'm writing some shows about you know and to try to just create something around me so that would be the goal okay so uh, you know I mean we you know we'll see what happens who knows if it you know if any of this happens if it all falls apart could all you know? Yeah, but I mean, you, you're you're going out on the road a lot now. Could no. all be really trying to go back to community college, exactly. trying to get some credit. Yeah, actually, I think you want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. The drunk driving. I just thing. show up. No, you yeah. be the drunk. That's, you're like shit. You could be like this touring act. Like yeah. that would be the whole thing. Come see, come see, see a little Nate's couple jokes. Drunk touring car. Yeah. Now, do you, do you have a uh, a commercial agent or anything? Do you go? Out? I don't. I, I have I have an agent. But did they did they send you out at all, or you just they, they sent me out a little bit, like you know? But like right now, it's like right now, it's really trying to get that hour. To, I want to go on the road. So you sit there and you put a long schedule together. Now, when you do trying to get the hour together, do you change up stuff every night, or how does that work? Uh, not every night, but if I'll try to fix I'll, the jokes that I'm working on, I will change up here and there if they need to. Like, you know, I might move some stuff in my act to try to figure out where it should go and to place it, in, and so it all goes smoothly. Now you're gonna be in Salt Lake City. Uh, so I'll be in Salt Lake City this week. Okay, and then we go to Montreal, and then uh, is that the comedy fest again? It is the yeah. Are yeah. now are you doing gala of- with Kristen Chinoweth? She's hosting. Wait, what are you doing? Kristen Chinoweth. Yeah, I know. She's hosting uh like uh, they do a TV show. Oh, it's for not Canadian the, TV. Oh, it's not the Montreal Comedy Festival. No, it is. Okay. It is a part of the Montreal Festival. Okay. They do, but they it's you know they have a big like TV thing. So you go up there and then you go up uh, there. you're going back to Chattanooga. I'm going to Comedy Catch in Chattanooga. Now, have you played there before? Uh, no, I've not. Now, do you think you'll have a draw because you're from Tennessee? Uh, I you know what in Nashville I could maybe have people, but you know it's like a draw that I'm probably like I probably know them somehow. Like that's how I feel. Like we're like oh I've drew some people, and then they all come up and they know my parents, and you're like right. oh okay never mind. <laughs> and then and then you have uh, Zanies, Zanies in Nashville one night. Now is is that one night because you're the big shot now, or is that just because no? Because they have someone on the weekend, so they always just throw me one night. And then I, I I'm a Vanderbilt fan, so <laughs> Vanderbilt plays. That's the first college football game is Thursday so I always I want to go home and go to that game so then I just do it one night before the game I heard college football in Tennessee is sick it's what it's about dude I heard, it's, I mean, uh, it's where, a where, huge where do the Vols play Knoxville, Tennessee. I've heard that that stadiums like I think that and Penn State are the two biggest stadiums in the country uh, and yeah they go back and forth Knoxville like, changed their area code to spell Vol really yep and I've ever been to one of those games yep is it just crazy it's crazy it's 105,000 people and they're going nuts don't they just party all weekend 
Yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, it's, uh, you know, tailgating and just drinking it up and living it up. It's like and NASCAR, too, is like that. NASCAR, you start drinking at 5. Like, by 10 a.m., you're you're loaded. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but my parents, before my dad passed away, moved to Dover, Delaware. Oh, wow. the big Dover race. Yeah, yeah. And they lived, like, in a little house, like a house on the sub, like, not in the area. They said when the races came up, boom, packed around the block. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, we gotta get out here soon. Give give all your info for the people real quick. Uh, g- g- n- uh, I am Also Twitter Nate Bargetti, and uh, those are the two main things. You know, Facebook and all that stuff is all on my website. Okay, and those are the two main things. And go check them out, people. Follow them. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on, dude. Thanks so much for having this me. This is always now the worst part of my show. I have to do my last minute, which I always screw up. People, just so you know, you can see me uh, this Saturday. This Saturday, see me at the Ice House in the little room at nine thirty. Sunday, I'll be at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood at eight thirty. Every Thursday night, listen to WIP Sports Radio Philadelphia. Uh, 94. It used to be 610. The Big Daddy Graham show. It's uh, I have a 15 minute segment on there. It'll it's it's always midnight my time. So if you people are listening back east, it's uh three o'clock your time in the morning. But don't be up. I don't think any of my friends are up that late. Also follow me on Twitter at Cooper Talk at Cooper Talk. Um, Facebook Cooper Talk fan page. You can link to all my shows. Just click on a picture, you get the episode. Email me Cooper at Indy 100 I N D I E 100 dot com. Also. All I have 175 episodes up on coopertalk.net. And if you type one word in, Cooper Talk in iTunes, you can find a bunch of episodes there. So listen to me. I want to thank my, my guest, Nate Bargatze. You guys have a great weekend. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. And time to get me some lunch. <laughs>